Do I have to hold it like this? You can hold it like that. I can hold it like this? You can hold it like that, too. Excellent. But you look funny holding yours. <laughs> I watch people on, on TV, and sometimes they hold it like this, and I'm always like, is that comfortable? You look like you're going to eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> eat a dick. You do look like you're eating a dick, dude. <laughs> What up, B-Siders? Y'all got me in my feelings right now. Because if you're listening, it means you came back. For whatever reason, I won't even try to unpack. Or you're new to the family, and that's pretty dope too. Either way, you're here now, so thank you. Thank you for downloading, streaming, subscribing, commenting, and rating us. Your support means everything. My guest is my cousin, April Rose. She's freaking awesome. I can't wait for you to meet her, so let's get into it. This is episode 15, brought to you by Some College Radio. Welcome to the B-Side. This is the first international B-Side show that I've ever done, so... Where are we right now? Should we do it in Spanish? Hell no. Habla español. <laughs> Where are we right now? What are we looking at? What is, what's going we on? We are in Panama, Central America, not mm-hmm. Panama, Florida. <laughs> uh, home of the famous canal. And we are in the suburbs of Panama City. We are in my grandmother's house. And from here, like... On a clear day, you can actually see the Pacific Ocean. Oh, We're wow. far away from the ocean, and you have to—it's like a little bit in the distance, but it's there, and it's pretty amazing. We're in the backyard. My hammock is swinging. We're at a table, a makeshift art studio, with <laughs> <laughs> journals and like <laughs> pens and drawing stuff, and yeah, technical stuff. And, and it's rainy there. season, which I didn't. I didn't calculate correctly um, when I decided to come here right now. So there's always this like um, impending. Yeah, it's going to happen and it's going to be loud. (laughs) I don't know what we're going to do. We'll just roll with it, I guess. It's always rainy season here. We're in the tropics, but uh, it rains or it rains a lot. That's basically the difference. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we're in the rains a lot. We are in the rains rains a lot lot season. Mm Mm-hmm. The dry season, it still rains, but it's not as much. It's like manageable. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I start this off by I say, "Welcome to the B side." Oh well, thank you. It's yeah, nice to be here. Mm-hmm. And then I say, "Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Give me an introduction so that I don't have to do it." Oh my God! Just say I've you know. listened to this, <laughs> listened to this thing so many times. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew this was coming, and I didn't even. I didn't even, how do people introduce, do they like professional or? Um, Different ways. Okay. You know what? We're in Panama. Yeah. So let's start with that. Okay. Uh, I, like yourself, have parents that, well, both of my parents are Panamanian. Mm -hmm. They're born and raised here. I was born and raised in the U.S. Um, You know, some people in my family, in order to get me to be there, took some questionable methods. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but it all worked out in the end. It all works out in the end. And yes. you're a great contributor to the uh, American society. So I appreciate your yes. um, 
yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate all your contributions. Her chest puffs out. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. Of course, I'm, you know. <laughs> like we have to say that now we yeah. have to like justify know, ourselves justify that you know we contribute yeah um i was raised in san diego california where were you born i was born i think where you were born in maryland seriously yeah i didn't know that my mom when she was pregnant with me you know was not in a great place so she called up your dad and was like i need a place to live <laughs> i got this baby coming and your mom was like Put down the phone. <laughs> Come. <laughs> so I was born in Maryland, where you guys were living at the time. And exactly four months after I was born yes, in Maryland. Yes, four months of the day. I was born. You were born December fourth, and I was born April fourth. What time were you born? Do you know? There is a dispute. It was either at four. I think your your dad has a different time than my mother. Uh huh. There's still, to this day, like, the dispute. I think it was on my 16th birthday where my mom had a cake and she put my her time on it. Yeah. And your dad <laughs> went behind her, like, when she was busy doing other party stuff yeah. and X'd it out with the gel oh, wow. frosting thing <laughs> and put his time there. So when the cake came to me and I had to blow it out, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. My mom said I was born at 7.30 in the morning. Somewhere around there. What does that mean? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know why that's important. But um, I guess for astrology purposes, if you're really into that shit, people want to know the, the time yeah. as well as the date. I don't know. I know that's my bewitching hour. That's like when I get up and go to the bathroom. Really? Three something. Yeah. I never thought about that because sometimes like getting up at seven feels pretty good to me. You know, getting up at three and thinking and doing all the things. sounds yeah. It's pretty normal to me, but <laughs> the rest of the world just doesn't work. That's interesting. I never even thought about that. The, yeah. the, day, the time that you're born is maybe your best I time. I have no idea. And also, <laughs> even if I sleep through the whole night, yeah. I wear one of those sleep trackers to bed. So if I look at the sleep tracker, there's more movement around three, around three, like three thirty. Crazy. I can I will get up at seven just randomly for like no reason at all. I feel it's with you, no matter what time you go to bed. You I'm always up at around the same time. Yeah. Seven, seven o'clock. Yeah. That's Maybe crazy. we should just accept that about <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> so I think that's whatever time we wake up all the time is the time that we were born. Let's go with that. Okay. I like that. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you heard it here first <laughs> or second. I don't know. Someone said it first. <laughs> right. How long do you guys stay in, Cal in Maryland? Because I felt like we left, but I don't know if you came with us. No, we left uh, quickly. I think after a couple months after I was born, mm -hmm. my mom went to San Diego. I don't know why. Oh, no, she, maybe she went to L.A. Mm. You know what? What? She sent me to Panama. Immediately? Not immediately, but it was within a few months. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, my mom was like, it was rough with, with dad. Like he, he, he just didn't have his ish together, and my mom was like, Okay, I got to do something. And my grandmother was like, hold up, hold up. Let me step in. <laughs> Just send my baby here to Panama. Right, send my baby here. I will take care of her. <laughs> and you get your itch together. And when you're ready, I'll send her back. Wow. And my mom was like, I don't really trust you. And my grandmother was like, do you have a choice? <laughs> put the phone down. Right. <laughs> Which is the answer to everything. Everything. Just put the phone down. Put the down. phone down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like if you call me in the middle of the night with an emergency, you don't have to tell me to put the phone down. Right. I already know. It's like the phone's down. Say, April, I'm locked up. <laughs> April, are you there? Are you there? And I'll show up at the police station. Phone's and I was down. like, look, I put the phone down. I put the phone down. I already know. But you have to tell my mom. <laughs> so for the first two years of my life, I was living in Panama. Okay. And then my mom got her ish together. And What did that mean for her? For her, it meant uh, getting a job that had health benefits that she saw long- longevity and getting her own place mm-hmm. um, that for her was a safe neighborhood. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> but she didn't know that. <laughs> She's from Panama. She's like, wow, the sidewalks are, they have sidewalks. This is great. When? <laughs> no dirt roads? Yeah. They're all paved. Wow, the toilet is in the house? Get out of here. <laughs> I live in a mansion. Oh, man. This is awesome. Yeah. So we got, you know, I came back, and when I was able to talk, I was like, Mom, this is not a good place. The landlord just came and took all of our stuff, so I think it's time to go. Wow, the landlord came and took your shit? Yeah, the landlord Why? was always in our place. Just he had awesome. He just, I mean. He had a key. <laughs> Why are you always here? Yeah. I have a key. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, there was a lot of shady stuff going on in, uh. in, in that part of San Diego. My mother ended up winning some lottery. And this lottery, not a money lottery, but a housing lottery. Mm-hmm. And uh, people with low income could come and live in this neighborhood with like sidewalks that were not only clean, but safe. Mm, safe and, sidewalks. Yes. <laughs> and really good schools. And that is how... I became me, really. Panaming and mother living in a super white neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah. So we're in Panama and we're Panamanian, mm-hmm. right? By birth, I guess, sort of, um, because of our parents. But I was or thinking like. Grandma I, would say by blood. By blood. Okay, yeah. that sounds better. Um, my thing is, I was thinking, what would it be like to live here? I was on the plane on the way over here and I was sitting next to this guy. He was uh, Brazilian and he was talking about all the places that he'd been and he really enjoyed Panama. And he asked me, he was like, well, where would you go to live if you had one place to choose? If I ask you right now, where would you live? And I said Panama and I, I meant it, but at the same time I was like, but would they accept me there? You know what I mean? Like mm. here I am, this, this kid grew up in California, completely Americanized, do not speak Spanish, mm-hmm. um, never lived here ever. Uh, why would why would that be? Why would they accept me here as a Panamanian? You know what I mean? And I know they don't accept me in America because I'm, you know, yeah. Like, there's, there's a so whole there's so many thing. reasons, yeah. Right. So like, where is it that I that I go? Like, where where do I feel comfortable? And I honestly don't feel comfortable anywhere, um, which is interesting. I don't know why I said that. There's no question attached. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. It, <laughs> There is enough there for me to respond. There is a question. <laughs> yeah. Do I belong here? Right. Do oh. you feel like you belong here? Right. Do you? That is. Um, the, the answer is yes and no. Mm. Um, the Panama that is today is not the Panama that was when I was little and when my mother was little. The economy has grown tremendously. <laughs> Things like roads. Right. Um, housing, indoor plumbing, (laughs) 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 the things that we've had our entire (laughs) lives are now standard 
Um, we have Uber. We have Metro. Um, we have highways that you can get to the interior, which is the countryside. They just right. call it the interior here. Um, so there isn't anything that different. Right. Uh, when you go to the grocery store, you will see different things to buy. When you ask someone a question, you will have to speak in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more choices of multa. Yeah, a lot more choices of multa. <laughs> so it's a modern city. Like people fly into Panama and they're like, wow, I didn't expect it to, to, mm. to look like a city. Well, yeah, it's a city. So there's that. Um, and then also you are a Panamanian who is coming back. Usually right. people leave and never come back. Right. So in their eyes, your parents instilled something in you that made you love your country mm. and that in itself makes them embrace you. Have you had those conversations? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. In English and Spanish. Really? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, then you get cut a lot of slack because of that, because you choose to be here. You don't have to, they know you don't have to be here. Right. They know that things are harder for you. Like there, there are blackouts here that last for hours. Um, we can go a day or two without water. There are things that could be a lot better. For example, they build buildings before they build roads. And we figured that out a long time ago <laughs> that you have right. to plan a city. Right. And here it's like the developers come in from Venezuela or China or U.S. And they're like, I like that land. I'm going to buy it. Can I buy it? And Panama's like, yes. <laughs> you, you got money? <laughs> buy it and then they buy it and then there's no way to get to that place and the traffic right. is terrible but yes i do feel embraced in that way i do feel like i fit in that way okay but also i am other i'm i'm american right i am like you know my accent has gotten a lot better but i have one i a lot of it is the language mm. the language for me is the biggest the biggest thing um because i can fry a plant in um, you know what I mean? How many ways <laughs> I can, can you do... fry the plantain though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm probably the best salsa dancer that I know that I've met here of all of my friends. Um, so all of those things yeah. I'm, I've got down, but the language is for me the hardest part. I mean, you had a lot of practice. You, you were sort of entrenched in Panamanian-isms living in the states like when you were in san diego i felt like you you were part of like a group or something you danced we went to panama school on the weekends i know jewish people have this too where you yeah. have to go and learn yeah. the language and learn about the country and geography and they had a panama school they created it while i was younger okay they were like we need to get our kids together so they can know their culture and uh yeah we we would learn spanish we would have geography class um, we would dance. That was my favorite part. But we would dance to traditional dancing. I did that at the school here that I work for. Oh, really? Until, yeah. Did you, like, you uh, they, put on the... Um... I put on the polleta. <laughs> and the kids didn't know that I am Panamanian because I wanted them to only speak to me in English. Right. So when they saw me came, come out, they were like, what? <laughs> the video from that, they're just like screaming. Uh, but I did it for the Independence Month. By the way, Panama celebrates independence for an entire month. Gosh, damn. We win. <laughs> <laughs> but the country's new, so yeah. Um, but so all of that helped in me fitting in, but I'm still I'm still very different. Yeah. So what do you what do you do here in Panama? Why and why are you even here? Like what brought you here? Um I've been trying to get here and stay here for a while for the longest time. 
Um, and that is a question that every time someone asks me, I have a different answer. Mm. And because it's recorded and it's going to be replayed and I feel like this is going to be like Bond, I want to try to have the most honest answer that I think I've ever. No, I want to have one (laughs) honest answer. Okay. Um, It was for me a need and an opportunity. I was working in Hollywood for like 12 years and I was working in feature film development. And for me, that is an all-consuming job. Like, especially you start out as an assistant and you're taking care of someone's life, but at the same time, you're expected to uh, generate content for the company or at least look for it. And it seems like such a a simple thing, but it's not. Like, look at any movie or read any book about anyone who's worked uh, for a high-powered executive and your life is very, very different. Mm. You have none. Um, And I worked for, like, one of the top three companies in Hollywood, and I worked for the head of the company. Anytime I would come to Panama, d- she was on my ass. Like, do, do you, we need to put an international plan on your phone. I was like, well, I'm taking a cruise. Well, I know they have, like, oh, media wow. centers. Just make sure you can do some research to make sure that ship has media centers. Um, one time, we had a two-week break during the... And by the way, I, I don't know, those of you who have family that, that live or they're from or live in other parts of the world... Mm-hmm. Our standard vacation in the U.S. is two weeks, but theirs is like a month. And talking to anyone, like a friend in Italy, a friend in the Middle East, like a teacher in China. They get real vacations. They get real vacations. Like you actually feel like you're living there for a moment. Right. Like you feel like you've had some time, Mm -hmm. like to decompress and then want to get back to Mm -hmm. work. And I never had that. Um, and even when I was gone, I was still on a chain that somehow I had a lot of physical manifestations of the stress that it was involved in my job. Um, and at a certain point, I was like, this isn't what I did, what I do usually. And I got distracted with that job. So I never did it. But what I do is I look at where I am and I look at the, the how I live um, every day, the habits that I've developed in the job, personal life, like everything. And I think what kind of person is this going to make me 10 years from now? Mm. So in the job, I'm like, if I'm doing this, then where am I going to be 10 years from now? And at a certain point, I look at whatever it is and I stop doing what I'm doing and I do something else. But when you're working at a company where you're just meeting superstars and you're getting to go to these fancy parties, Mm -hmm. and I didn't even like the fancy parties, but I would take (laughs) people with me who were impressed by it. You probably just weren't there when I, I had to, to do meet anything. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you meet Eddie Murphy? Um, I'm sick of Eddie Murphy. Actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to meet him one time. Just uh, one time. It's really not that big a deal. <laughs> I was like, how much makeup do you have on in the oh, middle of the day? Man. Why are you wearing an all white tracksuit? Because I'm Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but when I finally was able to do that, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not who I want to be. I told my boss that I was out. I was also like just disgruntled with the whole thing. Like you can only take so much BS. Oh, can I cuss on this? Yeah. You can only take so much bullshit, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was like, well, we got this other project. And, um, you know, we want you to to help spearhead it. And if you're here, then it's a big opportunity for you to do this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. 
but I really wasn't into it really. Like I, it mm. involved me reading a lot of scripts, and I don't like reading scripts. Really? I don't like writing scripts. No. I didn't know that. No, I was. The thing is, I was really good at it. Right. I was just so good at like I started reading scripts for Ron Howard, and he would call me on the weekend and be like, "Did you finish? What did you think? Is Ron it something?" Would call you. Yes. Damn, Ron would just call. There you. were just what did weekends. you call Ron? Did you call him Mr. Howard, or did you call him like? What did you call him? I called him Ron. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how casual were you with Ron? Uh, as casual as he wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. You ever slip him and like call him like, was he Opie at one point? No. No, because I never knew him as Opie. Okay. I never slipped up and called him anything else. Okay. He was just, he was just Ron. <laughs> no, it was just April. <laughs> Did you, ever, did you guys ever talk about, like, anything other than just work? Yes. There was one time where he asked me. I just happened to be helping him out with something, and he was like, yeah, I got a call from Jamie Foxx, and he wants me to do this video. And I don't know. Like, is it something that you think I should do? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it going to be, like, making fun of me? Like, I know it's going to be making fun of me because, obviously, <laughs> like, why would I be in a video with all these rap stars? But, right. like, is it something that will be fun for kids? Or And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, just do it. And it was that song, Blame It on the Alcohol. Oh, yeah. He was, was he in that? He was in it. Oh, wow. And then I felt so bad for telling him that. That's so funny, though. I was like, good, oh, why did good... I do that? Oh. I love that song. I do, too. <laughs> and when he told me what it was, I was like, yes. Like that. Um, but then I felt bad because he was just this old white guy in the middle of the video. But the whole video was random, so it was yeah. fine. Did he enjoy it? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was like, what did you think? Was it? Was it? Was it weird? Was it was it fun? I was like, no, it's fine. It was fine. It was perfect. <laughs> You're perfect. <laughs> Go make money, yeah. Dick. <laughs> Go make money. <laughs> but after I was done with that, and after I lost some hair and got an ulcer and like got in a car accident and like got you got myself. an ulcer? Yeah. Um, I was <laughs> it was very stressful. <laughs> um, um. It turned out that the company wasn't getting funded. Mm. And I was like, this is my opportunity to cut and run. Right. And I had a plan. I was like, first, I'm going to do everything that I wanted to do in L.A., but I couldn't do mm -hmm. um, because I didn't have this the time. like restaurants you wanted to go to? No, I, I went to all the restaurants. Like, that was part of the job. Like, okay. you go and schmooze with people. So what kind of stuff did you want to do that you didn't? I wanted to hike. Oh, oh yeah, that's when you started doing all I that stuff. I wanted to camp. Buying all that damn gear and shit. I wanted to buy all that damn gear and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's on like a I different do, mountain every no, day. Like, yeah, but <laughs> I do like supplying whatever hobby that I'm into that. Like I do like like the whole like, oh, I need all this stuff for this one thing I need to do. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that's that's what I did. I, nice. I did. I went all up and down California. Did I, you, uh, I, I signed up for art school. I could never do art school because I could never get out of work in time. Right. So I signed up for like three different classes. Nice. Um, I learned, yeah, I did learn to paint. I learned to make jewelry. I actually sold some jewelry. Not because I was trying to get in the jewelry making business. Right. Just because I wanted to have some fun. <laughs> like I wanted to do everything. Yeah. I was dating. I was speed. I did all that speed stuff. Dated? Oh, yeah. I did everything. I just, and then I would take camping trips that would take me out of cell reception for days mm. at a time in like an entire week. I did backpacking where I didn't have a cell phone. Or a toilet. Or a toilet, yeah. I, I did shit in the bush. <laughs> there is a picture of me shitting in the bush that I stupidly sent to Reggie and every once in a while it will show up in some meme. This is when my friend Bill took the picture. 
head. It's like, let me run down this hill <laughs> with my backpack on and shit in the bush. <laughs> Took a picture. <laughs> and every once in a while, it will show up in some <laughs> meme. And the thing is, like, Mm. It's not like me just like when I saw him with the camera, I saw him. I was like, well, it can't just be me being angry. So I had two thumbs up and I was smiling. (laughs) If you're going to go down, go down like (laughs) in a fun way. (laughs) But I knew that I wanted to come to Panama. I just didn't know how or what. Right. And I said, instead of sitting and thinking and trying to plan, just do it and see what happens. Because sometimes that's what you have to do. Yeah. I came down to Panama, and within a week, I had a job. Wow. Teaching English. That's really easy to get a job teaching English. <laughs> and I do like writing. I do like English. So it was, it's very natural for me to teach kids how to do that. Um, grammar, not so much. That was really hard. We don't learn grammar in the U.S., but everyone else who's learning English growing up has to learn grammar. Yeah. We just learn by, you know, we sound like anyone, every, everyone we're around. So right. if you're around bad grammar, then you have bad grammar. Right. It just so happens that I was in the whitest part <laughs> in a really good school. So, <laughs> and I like to read. I read a lot as a child. You know what's funny is I, since I have lived in a few other places, I pick up some tendencies. And when yeah, I you rea- sound black. <laughs> when I realized, <laughs> <laughs> when I realized what was happening, I was like, I kind of like this. Yeah, I kind of cool. like that the way it sounds on my voice. <laughs> Your voice sounds pretty cool. I'm, I, like I'm, I'm just regretting doing this because I know how I sound recorded, and I just don't. I want no parts. Do you know in college I went to Hampton University? Yeah. Ninety nine percent black. Mm. And I was like, I want the black experience. And sugar free. And sugar free. <laughs> I think we both did that. I don't yeah. know what that was about. It's us. just because we didn't have it. Because I didn't, went to Morehouse. And we didn't have the black experience at home, right, nor did we have all. it at school. And we had question marks. Right. But I remember taking a speech class and having to get up and give a speech. I don't even remember what the speech was about. But maybe one minute into my speech, probably like a three-minute speech, um, the the professor, who was a, a mayor of a southern city, like the first black mayor of Whoa of a southern city. Yeah, that's cool. Um, told me to stop and she was like, now everyone else, everyone in the classroom, close your eyes. <laughs> you already know. Oh, man. So I was like, oh, what did I do wrong? She was like, continue. And I continued my speech and then she stopped me. Yeah. And she was like, now, if you didn't look at her, wouldn't you just assume that she was a white woman? Wow. And I was like, Bitch, I'm in like front of the class. Like, you really finna say this right now? Like, I'm here because I'm trying to bond with the black people. You couldn't wait till I'd skip the day you, to, like, bring this shit up to everybody? trying to divide and conquer? What is this? <laughs> what was her point? Her point was, she sounds green. What the fuck's that mean? Join the military? Money. Money. See, you need to watch that. All right, this is a shout out to um, <laughs> Sorry to Bother You Right Now. Yeah. Because <laughs> That's what it. we're talking about right now is exactly the movie. Yeah, like, she said she sounds like, she doesn't sound white. She doesn't she sound, sound black. Like she sounds green. Wow. Like, if you guys are trying to get ahead in any kind of business in this world, anything right. in, this, in this country, you need to sound like that. Right. Wow. And I had to finish the speech with the entire class with their eyes closed. That's intense. Yeah. I didn't have any friends in that class. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. No new friends there. What's the last thing you read? I'm looking at my journal now. Look that up. Oh, something, something another chance, D. Rose. I'm in Goodreads, and I'm in and every black group there could possibly be, always trying to look for new black writers. And mm. so people will send me some something that they want me to, to review. Yeah. Like sometimes I get a lot of free books. Just really? To, yeah, because I keep reading. Sometimes, most of the times it's not good, but recently I've been saying, hey, it may not be good, but you haven't published shit. Right. So, talking about they're yourself. doing it yeah okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so why don't you do something let right. it be shit because people that let's see i've been doing this for like five years so the right. people that five years ago wrote something and i was like this is really terrible they wrote something again <laughs> and it got better then they wrote something again and that got better and right. now they just are making money only on writing wow and i look at them and i blink a couple times <laughs> i write i wipe away the solid tear <laughs> I look out the window like Kermit the Frog on a rainy day. <laughs> so I give him a little more credit. I guess it just gets easier the more you do it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I know this, but yeah. doing it is a whole other thing. I want to ask you about your name. I was talking about I was talking to my dad today, and it came up about like passports and stuff like that, and and there's like a big you, issue. You didn't with your see name. this, but I just rolled my eyes <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> And uh, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I even know her name that she goes by right now. As of 2008, I officially go by April Rose. Why? That is my father's last name. Um, I want to apologize to my mother because I've always said that this is her story. Mm. Um, but it's my story and I'm a grown up, like beyond. Right. My, um, my father was married when he was dating my mother. Did your mom know that? Yes. Yeah. She knew it for 10 years. Wow. And it was a situation where he had promised to get a divorce and mm -hmm. have a life with her and it just never happened so when she was pregnant and he couldn't be there for her in the way that she thought he would be like now we have a baby like this is real what are you right. gonna do and it didn't happen the way she thought it would happen that's how she ended up at your dad's house did she did he have a family of his own or was it just a woman that he was he had a family of his own wow okay um have you met them yeah, we were all really close, actually. <laughs> yeah, That's like, kind of cool. All the stepmoms, like, uh, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He actually chose pretty well. Back <laughs> oh. <laughs> my mom was like, well, screw you, nigga. <laughs> I'm about to stay in this country. I'm about to be legal. I'm going to go marry me an American. And? She married an American. Um, Who was the American? Some guy with the last name Smith. Okay. Um, who I've never met, actually. Seriously? Yeah, they were married for as long as it took for me to be born in a hospital, right. a military hospital. He was in the military. Yeah. And uh, as long as it took for him, 
his name to be on my birth certificate. Wow. Um, and so that was my name. I was April Smith. And when she felt like that situation was probably a bad idea, she got out of it. But mm. I was already with the name. Right. When I was in, I think, third grade, I realized that my name was, my last name was different from my mother's. What her was name was Edwards. Right. She took her mother's name. Okay. Daddy issues there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I told my mom, I said, you know, families have, everyone has the same last name, but mine is different from yours. I want your last name. And she was like, well, okay. Apparently she'd gone to the school and told them, no, I had already started going by Edwards at the school. Like I As signed, a third grader. Yeah. I just was like, <laughs> no, this is not right. I don't know who this person is. And right. I, my, cause my mother always told me, well, you are April and I'm her Melinda right. and you are Smith and I'm Edwards. And right. I was like, oh, okay. Like a little idiot. <laughs> so when I got old enough to realize that that's not how it was supposed to be, I just started writing Edwards. That's the awesome. school called my mom and told her what happened. And they said, you know, she can go by whatever name she wants. You don't have to do anything. Right. Now, I forgot this. And I went into high school thinking that my name was Edwards. Right. And it came time to uh, start applying for financial aid and scholarships and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I needed my birth certificate. I did everything. I applied for everything. I was like the, 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 the perfect kid. Right. That my mother had to do nothing. I wow. would fill out everything and all she had to do was sign it. But the only thing was missing was my birth certificate. And so I remember waiting for like days. Mm -hmm. And then finally the deadline was approaching and I was like, mom, I need my birth certificate in order to do this. Like I need this paperwork. Right. And she was like, um, <laughs> your mother has something to tell you. <laughs> what? Did you lose my birth certificate? She was like, no. Your father is your father. And I knew my father as right. Alfred Rose. Right. She said, and I always thought that I had her name just because this dude was on some bullshit. Right. Which I was okay with. <laughs> <laughs> um, she said, I had to get married so that we could stay in the country. And I was pregnant with you. And I had to put his name on your birth certificate wow. so that you could have health benefits. So your name is not Edwards. <laughs> it's Smith. <laughs> So you have to do all your applications. You have to do all that shit again? I do all that shit again. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Mom, do you understand that for every application I put out there, it's like $50, $50. to $100? Yeah. yeah. It was a good thing you started early. Cause I yeah, mean, I started so super early. I was I Anybody was, else would have been I was fucked. a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but we worked. I had an uh, old boyfriend's mom help me through it so Ugh. I didn't have to pay and do that, that whole thing. But... For the financial aid, yeah, I had to fill it out. Wow. And for my high school diploma, yeah, it had to be my birth certificate name or else I didn't graduate. So did they did they have to reissue you one or you were? You I were caught it in time. Okay. Like uh, I was still applying for everything. Right. So it was way before that. But like it changed my the, my name in the class list. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So yeah. you went from top of the list. I went from Edwards to Smith. <laughs> to the bottom of the list. Yeah, which is fine by me, but right. it confused all of my friends. Right, right. And me. Like, why is she walking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was a mess. Wow. So when I went to college, I went to college as April Smith again. And I okay. was pissed the <laughs> F off. 
And as soon as I could, I went to the name changing people and I was like, name changing people, that's the US courts. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna change my name. They're like, great, as, as long as you're in the same city and you can yeah. change your name. And I was like, great. Oh, but I'm going to college in the fall. Mm. They're like, oh no, you have to stay in the state that you want to change your name. Because they want to make sure that right. you're not running from anything. Right. <laughs> so I had to wait until after college to do it. You waited until after college to change your name? Yeah. And then when you change your name, you change it back to Edwards? I changed it actually to Rose. Okay. Um, the reason why I did that is because, first of all, like, I was going back and forth in my head. Right. I had an older brother who I was close to who died. And after that happened, like, we, my siblings and my dad, we stuck together like glue. Right. And so because of that, I felt more like a Rose, like more right. connected to my siblings, more connected to my uncles on that side of the family. And it just, it was something I did for me personally. Edwards is in there as a middle name, but my mm. name is April Rose. That's okay. what it was supposed to, to be, you know. Um, but it's quite nice. It's <laughs> nice being a Rose? It is quite nice being a Rose. <laughs> it's, it's nice having a name that fits my pretty hippie personality. Yeah. How did your mom feel about you having changed your name to Rose? I don't know. You never asked? Of course not. Why would <laughs> I ask that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. No. She never told you. Why would she do that? I don't know. Not her place. Not her place. She knows how I feel about what she did. Right. I've forgiven her for it. Right. But, like, it's created a lot of issues. I feel like if and you... The if only reason why I don't hate on her for it is because it also gave me a lot of opportunities that right. I would not have had. Right. And that's what that's where it would come in. I mean, I would be very upset about the yeah. The she filling was like, out I all the had to make shit. a decision as a parent yeah. at that time, and that was the best thing at the time. Can't falter for that. No. No, you can't. I didn't know too much about your dad. Nah. The things that I did know about your dad, and I really wish we could talk about it. I don't know how much of it you want to get into. I'll get into your dad what I know. Is yeah. So, it, your dad is the one of the most interesting men I know, and it's because I know shit about him. Nothing. I know yeah. like the baseline, but I do remember there's a video. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a video of him. During the L.A. riots. Yeah. Which was fucking hilarious. Yes. He thinks so as well. <laughs> <laughs> what did he have in his head? Doesn't matter. They were it, like, it was, he was on TV. Looting. <laughs> I was like, you didn't, you, you didn't even, you weren't even the dude running across the street with a couch. You had some nonsense in your head. Yeah, like. Toilet paper or something. Yeah. <laughs> he looted toilet paper. And like, as soon as he saw that camera, he <laughs> dropped it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But, like, he's got such, like, a. I don't know. I don't know what his life is like. What do you know about your dad? Uh, I know that my dad is like me. Yeah. Um, I can be alone for a lot longer than he needs to be. Right. And needs to travel a lot. That's why he travels a lot. I mean, dude traveled in a freaking camper. Yeah, he's traveled in a Winnebago. Wow. Yeah, and that's where like he lives. Go to Panama. He would drive from LA to Panama. Yeah. Until yep. he got. Did he still do that? Yeah. That's insane. I thought he stopped after it got no, too rough in likes, Mexico. Well, yeah. 
yeah, he doesn't do it as often as he used to, but he likes to be on the road. Yeah. He can be. He can drive for twenty four hours straight. That's insane. Yeah. The one memory I have of your dad, which I don't have many. I don't know if you. I don't know, but the one memory I do have is that um, we all went to L.A. Don't know why, and I guess there's one of these times when he was like, "I'm gonna just." You know, it's time to buy my daughter some shit. It's coming, you know, it, it must have been the summer. And that that would happen often. Going yeah. back to school. Yeah. And he was going to buy you a bunch of going back to school shit. Yeah. So <laughs> a bunch of kids packed in the back of this truck. He had a big ass fucking cell phone. I'm talking about like first generation. It was like cell phone. 1992. <laughs> 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 We're all in the back of the truck. Yeah. The, and anytime it rang, he would pull over. He would go use the uh, phone booth to answer the call or whatever. Like anytime his beeper rang, yeah. he'll pull over, not use his cell phone and go. Because the minutes were expensive. Like a, yeah. it was super stupid. Anyways, but I remember being hungry and we're like, we're so fucking hungry. And he was him and his buddy sitting in the seat yeah. and they were eating chicken. I remember. Oh my yeah. God. We were like, what the fuck? You got yeah, yeah, yeah. four starving kids in the back. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> and they're just yeah. smacking away. Seriously. Yeah. The dude was eating. Like, oh. That dude was a crackhead. Like seriously a crackhead? Yeah, he was trying to keep him off the streets. Damn. Trying to feed him. See, I didn't know that. I know. I never knew any of those things until I grew up. All I know is that we were hungry as shit and yeah. we were in the back of the truck. Yeah. And then we went to the the swap meet and watched him buy you all this shit. And we were just like, dude, what are we even doing here? I don't know. <laughs> At that point, I couldn't tell you what he was thinking. That was out of character for him. Right. But I remember that dude... Um, because he, he would pick him up off the street every so often if he right. saw him. Wow. So, like, as I got older, I, I thought back to it, and I was like, gotcha. Right. But that didn't explain why Dad was eating, too. <laughs> like, if this dude was just eating, this one thing. But this what about you? Yeah. Like, what about you? Why yeah, are you yeah, yeah. So but my funny. dad would never eat, feed me fried chicken. No? No. Why not? Uh, he, he would feed me, like, rice or, oh, okay. like, nothing deep fried. Right. You know, McDonald's every once in a while. Trying to take care of you. Yeah. He would make us drink smoothies in the morning. Damn, go he on was hikes. Conscious. Yeah. He was woke. I didn't know about that. He was food woke. But yeah, dad travels in a Winnebago. He lives everywhere. Now he has an iPhone. So instead of wondering where he is in the world, I just look at my friend's app, find friend's app, and yeah. I see where he is. And he's dope. very happy about it because he can see where I am. But now, <laughs> if they kidnap you, I can come and I can rescue you from wherever you are. <laughs> like, you know what's crazy, though? I feel like he would. I feel yeah, like I know he would. He's that dude. He's the taken dude. Yeah, he's a dude you call at 3 in the morning. He's not going <laughs> to ask any questions. He's just going to come and get you from wherever you are. He's going to say, tell me what you hear, what right. you see. I got it. You're in Manhattan Beach. I'll be Beach. right there. I'll be right there. That that happened before. I, well, there was a sporting goods. There's a, uh, where's the water? You hear the water behind you? Do you hear the water? Uh, it's like to, 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 to this side of me. And yeah. Got it. I'm coming to get you. Seriously? That's all he needed? Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> this is no joke. Is he not? He must be like secret agent or some shit. I don't know. But that's, that's. You really have to talk to this guy. I feel like this is the beginning of your complete writing career like the rest of your life hinges on you I, knowing I your father so, more. and then i sat down and talked to my uncles yeah. his brothers and <clears throat> that's a whole other podcast another thing i like about him is his accent 
That shit heavy yeah. as fuck and ain't going nowhere. It's not going anywhere. It just, I feel like it gets thicker as he gets older. And I'm like, but you've been out of Panama for how long? Oh, I don't know how hard the rain, it's just started raining. And I don't know, the, the, the sky isn't that dark. It's just a light gray and there's some patches of white areas. Um, no real blue anywhere. But uh, it started to rain. And when it rains here, it pours. And I have to, like, if I'm watching something on the TV, I yeah. just turn it off because I'm not going to hear anything. Really? Yeah, it's really loud. Hold on. I just want to say we changed settings because it was too, it's too loud. loud. <laughs> and in order to have a conversation in Panama while it's raining, we had to go inside of a bedroom, close Shut every the door. Shutters. The shutters are closed. Mm-hmm. The doors leading to the outside. I have a window in my bathroom, so I had to shut the bathroom wow. door. Like, we had to lock ourselves in. We're hotboxed. We're hotboxed. And there's no air conditioning. No, I can't put the fan on because that will mess with the sound. Uh, Any time <laughs> where I could spend a bunch of time with you is great for me because there are not a lot of people in this world who understand me or make me feel normal, even though I know I'm not. <laughs> um, so it's always a good time for me. I'm glad I could do that. <laughs> for somebody <laughs> hello me we gotta end this yeah let's end it right now okay so just uh end yo i didn't want it to end if you still want more bounce over to our IG page. We are TBS underscore podcast. You can also hit us up at somecollegeradio at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend and subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. The B-side is just about everywhere you listen to podcasts. But if you're listening on iTunes, rate us. Consider it a tip for excellent service. I'd like to give a special thank you to my cousin, April Rose, for being my guest Shout out to Brizo for the beat. This episode was produced and edited by some guy, and that guy is Sam Peace. Peace. <laughs>